Good morning. This is Dean with the Two Party Podcast. Uh, just wanted to go ahead and do a 9-23-2020 news breakdown. Um, there's a lot to cover. There's a lot going on in the news that I kind of want to touch base on. Um, first and foremost, uh, I was going to go live today. I ended up getting a uh, Facebook ban. Uh, so if you guys are trying to reach out to me on Facebook or you notice there's less activity on the, uh, the Two Party Podcast page or even my personal page, you'll know why. Um, so that out of the way, I'm just going to jump into what I think is uh, a pretty, pretty big story um, that you're not going to see a lot of coverage of uh, anywhere in the media. So the very first thing I want to start off with, uh, this is an article from the Daily Wire. I'm going to read a little bit about it and then I'm just going to carry on with the rest of the news because I've got a lot to cover. So breaking news, Hunter Biden receives millions from wife of ex-Moscow mayor, paid uh, suspects allegedly tied to trafficking, had contacts with individuals linked to Chinese military, uh, Senate report alleges, okay? So this is a report. Usually these reports are, are come, come after, they go through the intelligence agencies, the intelligence agencies pick them up. Um, they either get slid under an old folder or put in, the, put in a file cabinet, or they get put to the forefront. Now, there was a, a while back, we know all about the Ukraine, um, the uh, quid pro Joe uh, Ukraine deal that he pushed, um, bartering money, and they spun that to be where President Trump was withholding aid, and that failed. It was a, it was a media disaster. It was like an absolute embarrassment for the Democratic Party, uh, similar to the stupid impeachment hearings. So with this situation, after the fact, of all that going on, uh, Trump and many others have called for an investigation into Biden as vice president, as well as into Obama and just the, the different ties, but mainly into Hunter uh, Biden, you know, and the Department of Justice, William Barr, unilateral guy, very, uh, he tries to really balance the law. And I don't know how that guy can keep from being, um, from being as bi unbiased as he is, because he literally gets attacked day in and day out. But that guy already made a, a news press conference that he wasn't going to do anything political under these investigations before the election. So that being said, this is a, a coming from the a Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Government Affairs. So you can you can kind of even though, you know, this is Daily Wire and I, I, again, I, I reiterate on the show, we don't really go with a lot of these articles and news things and media and press, but when, when they actually cite the sources, which they are, uh, it's pretty reliable that this is coming from a Senate committee, Homeland Security and Government Affairs. This is very, probably more likely to be credible than anything you're going to find on Fox News and CNN, uh, even if they run this story. But I'm going to go ahead and continue to read. The investigation launched... Uh, Let's see. The investigation launched after Finance Committee Chairman Charles Grassley uh, publicly raised conflict of interest uh, concerns about the sale of a U.S. company to Chinese firm uh, with ties to Hunter Biden a month before Congress was notified about the whistleblower complaint that was the catalyst for the Democrats' impeachment of President Donald Trump. The Senate's investigation relied on records uh, from the, the U.S. government, Democratic Democrat lobbying groups, and interviews of numerous current former uh, officials. So what I like about this is they're giving, they're kind of giving you who, who they're getting these sources of information from. So I like, I love it when I get a cited source. So that being said, what's going on here? 
is what I just discussed. Uh, they, the Democrats really tried to smear him with this impeachment thing and add the Ukraine thing in there. Here's what here's a trend that I'm noticing with the Democrats. Every time they attack President Trump or they attack somebody, Kavanaugh or the, whoever it is that they attack, uh, and they do this wrap up smear thing that Pelosi loves to use and, and just lie and then utilize the media to press it into the, the voters or the citizens minds. Um, it, every time they use this tactic, I don't think they've caught on yet. They still haven't figured out the American people aren't as dumb as they thought for many years. And so they haven't caught on that every time they use this smear, it backfires. And then usually they're using this type of tactic because they're covering something they're guilty of. And it's actually more and more and more coming true. And I love to see it. I think it's hilarious uh, because both parties have their own dirt. And I'm not saying the Republican Party's got all clean members and clean hands. But at the end of the day, it's funny how the, the Democratic Party is always tossing a big old lob over the over the fence to us. And it, it immediately get, gets just destroyed uh, with facts and then evidence. And then something like this comes up after this whole impeachment thing. They were trying to put, put Trump under the Russian thing. Uh, and, it, and the Russian thing we already know goes right back to DNC uh, and Hillary and lie, lies to FISA, lies to courts uh, to get warrants. Uh, and then this one is just phenomenal. Um, that, that the whole time Hunter Biden and, and Joe Biden have said, oh, we didn't do anything. We're, we're innocent. We don't have any ties to China. There's been no business transactions, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we already know that the company that Hunter Biden was got the job from, for uh, was already under investigation with all this stuff. So I'm just going to go a little further into this because I think it's a great article. The report outlined the following key uh, findings from the investigation. So in, in early 2015, the former acting deputy chief of mission and U.S. embassy in Ukraine, Kiev, Ukraine, George Kent, raised concerns to officials at Vi Vice President Joe Biden's office uh, about the perception of a conflict of interest with respect of Hunter Biden's role in Burisma's board. Kent con Kent's concerns went unaddressed. And in two September 2016, he emphasized his to a, in an email to his colleagues. Furthermore, the presence of Hunter Biden on the Burisma board was very awkward for the, for all U.S. officials pushing an anti-corruption agenda in Ukraine. In 2000, October of 2015, the Department of uh, State Department officer Amos Hochstein or Hochstein uh, raised concerns with Vice President Biden as well as with Hunter Biden. The the Hunter Biden's position uh, on Burisma's board enabled Russian disinformation efforts and risked undermining U.S. policy in Ukraine. Although Kent believed that Hunter Biden's role on Burisma's board was awkward for U.S. officials pushing an anti-corruption agenda in the Ukraine, the committees are only aware of two individuals, Kent and former U.S. Special Envoy and Coordinator for uh, International Energy Affairs, Amos Hochstein, uh, who raised concerns to Vice President Joe Biden and his staff with, with no avail. Uh, the awkwardness for Obama's administration officials continued well past the presidency. Uh, former Secretary of State John Kerry uh, had knowledge of Hunter Biden's role in Burisma board, but when asked about it in a town hall in New Hampshire, uh, December 8th, 2019, I love that they're citing all this and dates too. Uh, Kerry falsely said, I had no knowledge about any of that, none, no evidence um, to the contrary is detailed in section B. Um, former former Assistant Secretary of State 
for European Eurasian affairs, Victoria Newland testified in confronting oligarchs would send an anti-corruption uh, message in Ukraine. Kent told the uh, committees that Zolchevsky was an odious oligarch. However, in December 2015, instead of following U.S. objectives of confronting oligarchs, Vice President Biden's staff advised him to avoid commenting on Zolchevsky's uh, and recommended he say, I'm not going to get into naming names and accusing individuals. Okay. Then Hunter Biden was serving on uh, Burisma's board, supposedly consulting on uh, corporate government <coughs> governance and transparency when Zolchevsky's uh, allegedly paid $7 million bribe to uh, officials serving under Ukraine's president or uh, prosecutor general Vitaly Yurima uh, to shut the case of Zolchevsky down. Uh, Kent testified that this bribe occurred in December of 2014. Seven months after Hunter Biden had joined Burisma's board, after learning about it, he and the resident legal advisor reported this allegation to the FBI. Hunter was a secret U.S. Secret Service protectee from January uh, 29th of 2009 to, to July 8th of 2014, a day after his trip uh, as a protectee. Time published an article describing Burisma's ramped up uh, lobbying efforts to the U.S. officials. And uh, so it goes on. We kind of know the rest of the story. So it gets into more detail about the, the different foreign locations. OK, uh, it gets into including da, 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 da. it gets into a few more of the dates. Then it gets into the in, a, in addition to over four million uh, paid to Burisma and Biden uh, Archer. Uh, it, it goes into the details of that. And then it gets further into. Uh, Archer received one hundred forty two thousand three hundred dollars from uh Rakashev of of Kazakhstan purportedly for a car. That's a pretty expensive car. Um, so then Hunter Biden received $3.5 million wire transfer from Alina Baterina, the wife of former mayor of Moscow. Hunter Biden opened a bank account with Dongwen Dong to fund a $100,000 global spending spree uh, with James Biden and Sarah Biden. Hmm. Maybe we need to look at them, too. Uh, Hunter Biden had business associates with Yi Jiming, Gongwen, and Dong, and other Chinese nationals. That didn't sound good. Uh, linked to the uh, communist government and the People's Liberation Army. Those associations resulted in millions of dollars in cash flow. Hunter Biden paid non-resident women who were nationals of Russia or other Eastern European countries and who appear to be to have been linked to an Eastern European prostitution and human trafficking ring. Wow, that sucks. Um, talk about live you learn. Um, the report stated that the investigation found that Obama administration knew that Hunter Biden's position on Burisma's board was a pro was problematic and did interfere in the efficient execution of policy with respect to Ukraine. Wow, that's horrible. Uh, and at the same time, quite cool that it came out. And, and so Senator Johnson makes a comment on Twitter uh, out out today. Report with Gra uh, Chuck Grassley found millions of dollars in questionable financial transactions between Hunter Biden and associates and foreign individuals, including the wife of former mayor of Moscow. Uh, that's from the Daily Wire. If you want to look it up, dailywire.com. Uh, huge. Uh, if you want more of the information I didn't read, I kind of skim read it. Uh, I want to read through that and kind of skim read. I'm good at that. So anyhow, 
that's a that's a huge huge story you're not going to hear a lot of that uh the media and the left is not going to let that be a media talking point right now they're going to stick to their guns with the supreme court thing uh and then there's a new one uh we're going to go ahead and kick into this new one um with nancy pelosi so today we get a new nancy and excuse me i'm going to drink real quick Mm -hmm. Uh, pre-workout keeps me going so here we go. Uh, Pelosi unveils a Watergate-style anti-corruption reform tailored to uh, tailored for the Trump era. Okay, uh, many many of the feature items in the direct response is to issues Democrats have had with the president. So here's what here I'm going to break this down. I watched this and I listened to her. Bull, uh, pardon my French bullshit. Um, so what they did is they literally every problem they've had with President Trump in the past four years uh, from the impeachment uh from uh his just the way he talks the way everything he does his demeanors um his actions or lack that that they feel lack of action because he won't cooperate in giving them whatever they want um you name it they, they kind of titled it in this in this uh this stupid uh bill thing they came up with so um i'm trying to dig up here to anti-corruption the, the anti-corruption package it's called pod um Excuse me while I'm, I'm kind of, I should have had this, I, I got a bunch of tabs up and I kind of had this one ready for you, uh, but I didn't really get the full, the proposal is likely doomed in the divided Congress. Yeah. So what, what this is, is this is basically another um, pre-election uh, democratic tool to smear the president, make his administration look bad. This is another um, uh, political tool to send over. They're going to pass it. Okay. So the house will, they will, if it isn't already passed right now, this will pass. Okay. It says it was unveiled, um, a sweeping anti-corruption package that they'll, they're billing as a successor to uh, post Watergate. And she comes out with the, this press conference and she's like, well, you know, this is, this is to prevent future problems. So the bottom line here is what this is, is they know their, their hands are tied with the Supreme court. Okay, they know they're they're probably going to lose this election. It, it's just kind of a given, um, and so their their hands are tied. So what better way to handle things than to go ahead and come up with some stupid package uh, or bill that supposedly fights corruption? So now they're doing the the wrap up smear is that Trump's corrupt, okay, and he's using his power to gain riches. Uh, like they can't even use terms that are legal. Like they can't because it would be you know they'd obviously just be slandering and and completely lying, which they are. Uh, but she literally is using terms like he's using his 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 seat or his position for riches instead of just saying he's using it to you know to uh, gain uh, for financial gain or something something that seems more logical in a legal term uh, they use these little like like kitty terms um, for this stuff so basically our democracy is not self-efficating it takes work and commitment to guard against it. Uh, to undermine against foreign and domestic. The seven House committee chairs unveiling this bill said in a statement, it is time for Congress to strengthen our bedrock of our democracy um, and, uh, and ensure our laws are strong and withstand a lawless president. So this whole bill is a target, a political political weapon and target uh, to Trump uh, and to the GOP. Uh, and, and just so you can confirm that, let me let me read off uh, the people behind the bill. The measure with the Democrats have dubbed the Protection of Our Democracy Act. So that's where it is, the pod, Protection Protect Our Democracy Act. Um, intelligence, this is, was offered by, and here you go, right at the top of the list, Intelligence Committee Adam Schiff. 
absolute idiot. Okay, this guy's lied through his teeth from day one about everything about this administration. Uh, it's got Jerry Nadler. We've got Carolyn Maloney. We've got uh, John Yarmuth, um, Zoe Lovkin. Uh, your your typical background players. Okay, um, this bill's absolutely useless. It's it does nothing but 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 do it does a, a wrap up smear. It does a political titling and naming of of some th uh, some things that someone's done or going to do or might have done or they are insinuating you're do doing. So they're trying to pass legislation. Uh, in, mind you, in the middle of all this, she's doing press conferences. In the middle of all this, these committees are doing what they're doing. Had the people got their COVID stimulus check yet? They haven't. Uh, so here we are. We're trying to put this stupid pod thing through because this is more important. In the meantime, the, the over in the Senate, we're working on a Supreme Court appointment. They're still waiting to hear back to get stimulus negotiations working. Uh, they would put it to the floor in a heartbeat if, if they just come to an agreement. But in the meantime, we're still playing political games in the House. We're still playing uh, wrap up smears. We're still playing. Let's put legislation through that makes the president before the election look bad. Let's put legislation through that that lies and gives a false narrative about the president. Let's put through legislation from committees that are supposed to be credible and, and govern our United States. Uh, these committees are putting out this this pod thing. So at the end of the day, just just. You'll probably hear about it. You're now hearing about it. Uh, don't put anything into it. This ain't going to go to the Senate and pass. This is, uh, I don't care who, every lefty, every Democrat in the Senate is not, they're probably going to vote for this. And and what this that that's doing, they're, they're trying to use this to say the GOP and the Senate is not anti-corrupt. They're not going to call out corruption. So that's what they're going to do with this. Mark my words, okay? That's how this is going to play out. Um then let's see i don't want to do that one yet uh this one basically democratic uh democratic led u.s house of representatives passed a stopgap funding bill to keep the federal government operating through december 11th so in other words they're they're, they're basically saying we're not going to do a shutdown okay now that's not true because with the supreme court situation you might very likely see a shutdown so while they came up with a deal to do a shutdown don't hold your breath, people. And it says that uh, on this, uh, through December 11th, after striking a deal with Republicans on aid for farmers and nutrition, uh, nutritional assistance. Now, they know if they don't do a deal to keep the government open for farmers and stuff, they're going to lose by a landslide because the, all the farmers and anybody that would support Biden would be out. They would go vote Trump or they wouldn't vote at all. So that's what that's all about. Uh, but mark my words, we still may see a shutdown due to the Senate hearings that are going to take place for nominating a Supreme Court justice. Um, I'm going to scroll all the way back here. I want to get back and I'm kind of I'm going fast. Keep up with me here, guys. Uh, I really want to get through some of this other news. Um, there is a. A story of Pakistan. There's, there's a guy in Pakistan, an arson, and uh, there was, there's just a head, and I can't, I can't see the articles. For some reason, they're blocking me out. I guess I'm not a member or don't have a subscription. Uh, sorry about my luck. Uh, so it says Pakistan, what factory fires? So there was two people sentenced to hang for arson. So listen, the, the reason I brought that up, if you're in our country and you're burning stuff down, you need to be held accountable. If you're in our country destroying property, you need to be held accountable. Dude, this is tw the year 2020, and in Pakistan, you freaking, if you're an arson and you burn something down, you get hung. But you, publicly, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
I think in our nation, and I'm not a big uh, capital punishment guy, I, I believe certain crimes deserve it. I think certain evil people, uh, sexual predators and stuff like that deserve way harsher sentences, close to life or death uh, sentences. Uh, that's my opinion. I feel like there's, you know, the crime has to fit what it is. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to injure somebody's life, like a sexual crime against a child, that's going to affect them their whole life. I don't think you deserve to have your life. And those are just my opinions. Um, maybe harsh to some, I don't know, but I, I don't, I don't condone, nor do I, will I ever condone, uh, like the California law that just passed, uh, lightning, uh, lightning, the restrictions on, on pedophiles and, and, people having sex with people under a certain age. I can't go with it, guys. I can't. Um, you hate me, love me, I don't care. I, I can't do it. So I just wanted to bring that. That was what I wanted to bring up is that in our nation, we've got people burning our cities down, destroying property, being absolute assholes. And you see over in countries like Pakistan, not that I'm condoning any of the behavior in Pakistan, other than the fact that they, they will literally hang your butt uh, for arson. Okay. So, so just keep that in mind when after this election, Trump starts cracking down on some of this BS we're seeing. Uh, so when these people uprise and threaten to, to treasonous acts of destroying property, burning our city down and burning our institutions, overthrowing our government, you're not going to just see a civil war of people standing up to, in support of what they voted for. You're going to see the government step in like they should have a couple months ago and it's going to get ugly but at the same time when it's all said and done and mopped up the mess gets cleaned up it's going to look pretty good for people that believe in law and order and believe in the the strength and integrity of the government if it can function in a better capacity uh and i'm really hoping to see trump make some changes the biggest one i'm waiting to see is health care and the other one i'm hoping to see is him really clean out some of these uh, i really would like to see him start pushing uh putting pressure on congress uh, both House and Senate and his own party for these people that are snakes. Uh, I'd love to see him taken out. So here we go. Palestine quits Arab League role in protest over Israel deals. So the Palestine Palestine was meant to chair a, an Arab League meeting for the next six months, but FM Riyadh al-Maliki uh, has declined the position. So we're still having some, um, the Palestinian foreign minister said on Tuesday, condemning and a dishonorable any Arab agreement to establish formal ties with Israel. So we're still having, uh, Trump does the peace deal. Um, the Middle East is a very complex place. It's, it's got a lot of people, different, a bunch of different tribes, a bunch of different cultures and heritages. Uh, they all take claim to certain land. They all take claim to certain uh, things. Um, so what you're seeing here is, is still some kickback. You're seeing that we're trying to get some peace in the Middle East. We're trying to get these people to talk. We're trying to, after all these years, get, get some people, uh, on the same page for the, for the, uh, geographical region. Uh, and you're still going to see this and hear about this. You're still going to have people like this guy, uh, who just can't agree. He's just not going to do the West Bank thing. He's just not going to, uh, coincide with everybody getting along yet because he doesn't want to and, and, and they're not able to dictate their side of it. So that's part of what that's about. Um, look it up. Uh, I keep encouraging you guys check this stuff out. Um, Alex Nalvani posted a photo of himself leaving the hospital after 32 days and the scars on his neck match those on the previous Navichok, uh, Navichok victim. So what you have here is a, um, you have he was in a hospital uh, that the mirror, uh, the mirror those on the victim. Uh, so, uh, President uh, Putin fell ill. Uh, da, 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 scars. 
suggests a tracheotomy and surgical procedure that uh, opens a person's windpipe to help them breathe. So this is the guy, if I'm not mistaken, this is the guy that we're, uh, that he's saying that Putin, um, yeah, this is the guy that's, uh, Putin said, uh, he said Putin and them poisoned him, okay? So this is the guy who was evacuated to Berlin for treatment. Um, he's an opponent, most vocal, uh, Putin's most vocal op uh, opponent, and he fell ill on August 20th. Um, so shady tactics, um, you know, everybody has their opinion on Russia. I'm just going to say, you know, watch yourself. If you're, if you're playing dirty politics with Russia, Russia is probably one of the top besides the U S at dirty politics. Um, so it sounds like this guy, they, they tried to assassinate him. Um, I've, I've got a couple more minutes. I'm going to try to rush through these. I've got quite a bit, um, uh, cult leader. I might just do a second, a second episode today, guys. Um, cult leader claiming to be the reincarnation of Jesus arrested in in Russia. So we get this probably every couple years you hear of a cult leader or you hear of somebody trying to be Jesus or they see Jesus or they, I don't know, miracles happen, right? So anyhow, Sergei Torup, 59, will face charges for organizing illegal religion and extorting money from his cult members uh, whom he allegedly emotionally abused. Uh, this sounds like another definitely dirtbag cult leader type guy. He says, I am God. I am not God. And it is a mistake to see uh, Jesus as God. But I am the living word of God, the Father. Everything that God's God wants to say, he says through me. Okay, so this is just some douchebag that's probably had a few too many mushrooms. And it went to his head, literally. Um, moderator Chris Wallace selects topics for... Um, the Trump-Biden presidential debate. Now, there's been some talk. Uh, Biden's been doing the <laughs> the cough and the sniffle uh, on most of his a couple press conferences. So there's there's talk that at the last minute here, Biden's going to bail out. And I wouldn't be surprised. Now, if Biden makes it there, it's going to be insane if they don't stick to topics that Biden actually knows something about. Not that he can keep his wits together, but they've got to keep on topics that this vice president uh, former vice president can actually discuss without a teleprompt. Um, so that's where we're at with that one. So just so you know, they, they've kind of talked about what the topics will be. And so far, it's going to be um, some of the topics are going to be the Trump and Biden records, looking at both of their records, the Supreme Court, they're going to they're going to discuss that because it's a hot button topic right now. Um, so they're going to give their sides of it to really inflame the media and get the voters riled up. And then, you know, COVID-19, of course, that's going to be a hot one. You know, we got to get tell everybody that Trump failed and he didn't do anything. And Biden's going to tell how he would do something, but he's not going to tell you what he would do because uh, he doesn't have a plan. And then the economy, Biden's going to try to tell you what he's going to do that he can't do that Obama and him did. Uh, he's living in the past. And then Trump's going to tell you what he did do before the COVID thing hit and how it's already still coming up. The economy right now is actually still doing pretty good um, for, for most people. Um, it would be great if we had a stimulus package, but the House refuses to do that because we're too busy uh, making anti-corruption bills against our president. Uh, race and violence in our cities. That's that's a hot button topic. Um, I'm sure that one will get kind of crazy if they discuss too much into it. The integrity of the election. All you notice all these topics are hot button topics. So that's going to be the debate. If you're if you're not into the debates, I suggest you watch them. And if you are into politics and debate, this is going to be like the freaking Super Bowl. OK, this is going to be really funny if this takes place. There's going to be a lot of cool moments. Trust me. Um, so that's that one. 
uh, former soldier with witchcraft obsession executed by federal government. So apparently in Indiana, Terry Hot, uh, Terry Hot, uh, uh, Indiana, the U.S. government on Tuesday executed a former soldier who said an obsession with witchcraft led him to kill a Georgia nurse he believed had a put a spell on him. William Emmett LaCroix, 50, is now pronounced dead at 9.06 p.m. Um, after receiving a lethal injection. Yeah. So that's that guy. You know, dead witchcraft guy. Um, Omar. Okay, so President Trump uh, said to Iman, whatever her name is, Omar, uh, basically told her, like, he said it. Said, he made some kind of thing um, about she's telling us how to run our country. Uh, how how is it in your country? Is kind of a statement he made something similar to that. Oh, how did you do where where you came from? So she's she came to fire back. Um, uh, whatever, uh, really, whatever. So this lady, firstly, this is not this is my country, and I am a member of the uh, the house. That, that impeached you. Secondly, I fled civil war when I was eight and eight year old doesn't run a country, even though you run our country like one. So she tried to do a little hot smear there. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off right now, guys. I'm going to come back with another episode here shortly. Um, so you're going to get two for one today. All right. Um, or one for two, either one. So Dean, two party podcast signing off. I'll be back. Two-Party Podcast, we use Anchor because it's such an easy platform to um, get get advertising and sponsors over a variety of different areas where you can get your podcast heard on different platforms. Uh, it's easy to upload. It's easy to add content. It's easy to delete and edit. Um, it's just a very simple platform. Helps you get, your, get off the ground, kind of help you get your podcast moving forward. Um, and simplifies a lot of things in the business that, that typically you wouldn't know and you'd have to learn. So it, it does help with the learning curve. So we, we really appreciate and use Anchor uh, as well as, as many other platforms we've tried. Anchor seems to be the easiest. Uh-huh.